This is Mental Maps, a podcast about navigating the mind. My name is Dr. Josh Waddell. I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner, mental health counselor, and host of this show. The content of this show is focused on creating a better understanding about the mind and how you can achieve optimal well-being. Welcome back to Mental Maps. As always, I hope this finds you well no matter what season you're in in your life. Uh, today, we're going to continue the series on how I now view mental illness and how I think we can view mental illness in this new perspective. If you haven't listened to it already, I highly recommend you listen to the first episode of this series. It's the new perspective on mental illness, and it's going to give an overview of not only what we're going to talk about today, but what we're going to talk about in the coming episodes. But today we're going to start out with the first type of mental illness or the first cause of mental illness, and that is the biological causes. Now, the biological causes can be a little confusing because what we do see is for some mental illnesses they lead to these physiological experiences and then a lot of these physiological experiences lead to these mental illnesses and so it's kind of hard to differentiate that and we're going to talk about that later in the episode of how not only is myself that I differentiate it but how you can also try to figure that out for yourself and then how to navigate the healthcare field if you or someone you know is struggling with it. So what is the biological type? Of mental illness and so when we think about this we think about anything that's occurring in the body that is leading your brain to be unwell so this is not that you know some of these outside forces or stress or something like that's causing it that something inside your body whether you're consuming something or you are having some type of illness that is leading to your mental health being unwell now this doesn't this isn't really about diet and nutrition that's another type and we're going to talk about that in some episodes later but this is the biological causes and so when we think about biological causes of mental illness we think of it in three ways the first way we think about it is the physical illness itself the other concept is that something you're consuming like a medicine that could be causing these biological changes in your body and then the third thing is your gut flora and we're going to talk about that later as well in this episode But as we think about this brain-body connection, how do physical illnesses cause mental illness? We know that the body, the brain is not separate from the body, that it all occurs together and there's all these pathways and there's all these connections that lead the brain to talk to the body and the body to talk to the brain. And because of that, when there's something wrong in your physical body, the brain can be impacted. And so there's a great um, paper written by McKee and Brahm in 2016 that discussed all the illnesses that can lead to these mental health episodes from thyroid dysfunction to cardiac dysfunction to chronic fatigue syndrome to viruses like syphilis to Lyme disease to sleep apnea all of these illnesses can lead to your brain being unwell we're not going to unpack every single physical illness that exists but the one thing that's important is looking at what other symptoms are occurring for you in this so for example Yes, I have, let's say I'm in this episode of having anxiety, but I'm having rapid weight loss and I'm feeling really jittery and I can't sleep and maybe my eyes are starting to stay out or my hair is falling out. Maybe that's not true generalized anxiety. Maybe that's related to something with your thyroid and going and getting your thyroid checked. Or maybe you find yourself having heart racing and feeling on edge, but the heart racing started first and then you started getting nervous, going and getting your heart checked out. Maybe you were up in a certain area of the country, you were out in the woods, and then all of a sudden you began to have these very weird or abnormal experiences in your mood or in your thought. 
you know, going and seeing if you've been bit by a tick and you have this Lyme disease or you have something like that. All of these illnesses can cause any form of mental illness. The thyroid, for example, can lead to people having depression and having anxiety. We've also seen it lead to some people having psychosis when it's very hyperactive. We know that certain diseases, such as like a Lyme disease, can lead to depression, it can lead to anxiety, it can lead to psychosis. We know that things in your cardiac functioning and your respiratory functioning many times can lead you to feeling very overwhelmed and anxious. And then the other concept of physical illnesses are also this traumatic brain injury. You know, were you someone who played a lot of football or contact sports and had a lot of concussions? Did you hit your head a lot growing up as a kid? These experiences make you more vulnerable to have this, but also can cause it. You know, the people we see who have, you know, had repetitive hits to the head and then find themselves really struggling. You know, we know there's chronic traumatic encephalopathy now or the CTE that's gotten very popular um, that people are seeing all these abnormal mood episodes in it. And you look at it for years, you've seen those NFL players and you thought, oh, they're just struggling to acclimate to not being in this in the spotlight. But that's not true. What's happened is their brains have been damaged. And so now they're having this depression or this weirdness or even the psychotic episodes that we've seen in certain cases in that in these people. Another concept is like insomnia. You know, I see a lot of times for people who like, I can't sleep. Like, I just can't sleep. Are you not able to sleep because of things going on in your lifestyle or, or maybe a mental illness, other mental illness? Or is it that you can't breathe and going to get a sleep study done? So all of these physical illnesses can lead to these mental health episodes. And what's cool about this is that's a really easy fix. So rather than trying different SSRIs or going to therapy and that kind of thing, let's try to manage this physical illness first. And then if the issue's still there, then maybe there's something else going on. But if it resolves, then now the physical health symptoms and the mental health symptoms are gone together and you feel better. We know the second concept of the biological processes are the medicines or other things that you consume. Now, this isn't, as I said earlier, not nutrition, but these are things that are altering our biological processes that could lead us to having these experiences. A great one, you see this in like diabetes when people get put on certain medicines to manage their blood sugar. You'll see people start dropping in blood sugar and so they feel kind of down and low and having this low motivation. They're like, am I depressed? But they're checking their blood sugar and it's really low. Or you see people who are getting their blood pressure managed with certain medicines and so then now the medicine has called their blood pressure to be too low and so they feel really down or fatigued. We also know that certain medicines impact the gut flora. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But just by taking the medicines themselves, it begins to alter the body's mechanisms that lead you to not only fighting off illnesses, but feeling well. So if you find yourself experiencing some form of depression or anxiety or a loved one, or maybe you have a a patient that's coming in there and they're now just randomly having this experience, what medicines are you taking? When did you start taking them and, and when did it stop? We know that, you know, steroids for example are shown to do these things and have had these experiences for people we know that kids are very vulnerable to this uh see you know i've seen this before too just with children who have taken medicines and now all of a sudden they have this weird experience but they come off the medicine and they feel so much better you see that a lot but the big ones we have the, the physical illnesses we have you know any type of like new dysfunction that's occurring the thyroid the cardiac respiratory viruses 
um, inflammation, which can be a big impact on your overall brain health as well. And then also we know that the medicines you may be consuming, whether it be for these other illnesses or could it be for something different, can also lead to this. But the third and probably the most interesting, I think, is the brain-gut axis. So the brain-gut axis is this really interesting mechanism we have in the body that I think we're, we're really beginning to understand and really shows us that the gut has way more to do with the brain than we really knew. And so we know the gut-brain axis is this biodirectional, meaning that it goes both ways, communication between the central and enteric nervous system. So it's a two-way pathway where the gut talks to the brain and the brain talks to the gut, and that's all it talks to. So it's not like in this pathway it's branching out and talking to your heart or talking to your respiratory center. It's solely talking to one another. And that, for some reason, is really important for the body, and we're beginning to understand why, and we'll talk about that in a second, that we have this direct pathway between one another. And I think that's really interesting because we don't have this with any other organ in our body but the brain and the gut. And so we know that this communication links emotional and cognitive centers of the brain with the peripheral intestinal functions. And so this signals from these areas made by your gut microbiota, meaning the good and bad bacteria in your gut, signals to the brain and then also the brain to the gut where it's going to manage your neural, endocrine, immune, and your hormonal links or functions. So to kind of put that in in another term, whatever's going on in your gut is going to impact your brain. And whatever's going on in your brain is going to impact your gut. And it's going to impact your gut through the gut flora, which is the good and bad microbacteria in your in your gut. And so you may think, what is good like gut microbiota? Um, this isn't a podcast solely about that. I'm by far not an expertise in, in gut biology and gut microbiota. But we know that there are two major bacterium inside the gut. And from this, there are these numerous families that exist. And they're all good. They're all very important. They all have a function. And we're beginning to understand this function. And we know that these functions affect the production, expression, and turnover of neurotransmitters such as serotonin, norepinephrine, brain-derived neurotropic factor, acetylcholine, all these different receptors and or neurotransmitters that we're using medicines to manage that are causing mental health episodes, this microbiota affects the production, expression, and the turnover of these chemicals. So the gut bacteria, the stuff that is helping you break down all the things that you consume and helping your immune system and helping this stuff is literally helping you manage your overall mental health, which can make you think, what I put in my gut can drastically impact my mental health. We already know that our mental health can impact our gut. You know, so many people find themselves, you know, getting nauseous when they're fearful or maybe having an upset stomach when they're anxious. But for many people, that started first and then the anxiety came. There's a great meta-analysis uh, meta by Karabodi and colleagues in 2015 that really discussed this whole disruption. And it's a, it's a very long paper. There's a lot of really great information in it if you want to look it up, Karabodi and colleagues. But one thing I thought was really interesting is that they done a study or there was a study completed that they reviewed 
where a group of researchers took mice and they called them germ-free mice, meaning these mice or rats had never experienced the outside world. They had never came in contact with any germs. And despite them never coming in contact with any germs, they still had gut bacteria, meaning that their body produced gut bacteria just like we have in our gut. So from the time that we are born, from then on, we are generating gut bacteria to help us manage our food intake, but also to manage our mental health. We know that when a baby is born, the gut itself is very different than the human gut. And we know the day that the baby stops receiving breast milk, that gut will flip and the bacteria will flip to allow it to manage the, out, the rest of the outside world so it, it then can manage all of the things it's going to consume to try to keep its mental health and its physical health well. So why is this important? Why, like why would gut bacteria matter? Well, the reason is because so many of the things that we consume, so many of the things that we do, so many of the things that are around us in our air and all the things can impact our gut microbiome. And when our gut microbiome is off, you can see depression, you can see anxiety, you can see anger, you can see all of these issues solely coming from the gut bacteria. Probably the biggest, the two biggest things we see impact gut bacteria and causing mental health episodes would be obesity. Obesity primarily because of the foods that are being consumed in obesity. And we'll talk about that later um, in the nutrition podcast about the nutritional based mental illness. But obesity itself impacts the overall functioning of the gut because of what's happening to the gut. And we see that become damaged and the gut microbiome being damaged. But the second and probably the most profound one are medicines. We know there are certain medicines that have been shown to damage the gut microbiome. Probably the three most well-known are the NSAIDs. Things like ibuprofen, we know antibiotics because it's killing the good bacteria, it's not selective to that. And it's also gonna kill the bad bacteria in our gut. And then certain medicines for heartburn and gastric reflex are going to damage that good bacteria as well that lead you at open to that. There's a lot of people I've seen who get put on a medicine, maybe for another illness, and then they'll come in and then you, they, maybe they've come off that medicine, they get put on a probiotic, and man, within just a few weeks, they already start to feel better because their gut microbiome is growing. So if you find yourself, even if you're not having any mental health episodes at this moment, if you're having to chronically take antibiotics for some type of physical health illness, or you're talking some other medicine that can disrupt your gut microbiome, or maybe your diet's very poor, I would highly recommend getting on a probiotic just to build up this good bacteria to help you not find yourself in these type of episodes which causes these mental illnesses like anxiety, depression, aggression, all the exacerbation of emotions that we experience so you have the the physical illnesses meaning that the things that are occurring biologically for you and we know that there are numerous researches that have shown this you ask any primary care provider any er person who has done that for a while they'll tell you how many people come in having these mental health episodes they do the physical health assessments and bam there's that issue. We know that the medicines can cause it. You know, I know if, if you've ever taken a medicine that made you feel weird at any time, absolutely. Um, I know Andrew Huberman, uh, who's a, a neuroscientist who also has his own podcast, he tells a great story about where he had chronic hiccups 
following um, an anesthesia experience. In the chronic hip cups, you use an old antipsychotic to manage that. And when you do that, you block a lot of the dopamine. And so he immediately felt depressed as soon as he consumed that medicine because of what occurred in his brain. So anything that you're experiencing in that way, think about that. And then also your gut microbiota. So this good bacteria, the gut bacteria, how is it being impacted by your daily life? Are you eating or consuming or doing things that are impacting it? And am I damaging this bio-directional communication from my gut to my brain that helps produce, express, and turn over all of the neurotransmitters within mental health as well as brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is like miracle growth for your brain, which helps you grow new neural connections. So why is this important to you? You know, why, why would you see this as something that is important? I think for the, the clinician, it's being able to say, is the person I'm seeing today having this experience? I personally believe if you have someone coming in with a brand new illness and they don't know where this has came from and there's doesn't seem like there's a lot of physical stressors going on in their life, you've got to rule out biological first. Have that physical assessment done. Get those labs done. Figure out if there's anything that could be creating this illness initially another big thing is to say what came first was it my depression and then i started having maybe my not eating and my hair falling out or was it these episodes started and then my mental health occurred at the same time really trying to go back and track and see where the beginning was because that can help you many times identify what this cause was for the illness I know medicines are really important about that. Some people, you know, begin to have these experiences like, why is this current, you know, occurring? And they start backtracking, oh, well, I started experiencing it X amount of months ago. Oh, I started a new medicine then. Or maybe I started a new diet then, which could be impacting my gut flora. Maybe I need to switch, switch that up and see if that's going to help my overall mental health and try it and see. So if you are a person that's experiencing these issues, and you just came out of the middle of nowhere and you don't know why, You know, go check with your good primary care provider. Get a physical assessment done. Get some labs done. Get checked out. You know, Functional medicine providers exist nearly everywhere now. And, and that type of treatment can really look at the whole person, the holistic concepts of why you're sick and rule these issues out before using other medicines, before doing other things and getting it nipped in the butt without using trial and error of medications and those types of things. Now, that being said, if, you know, if you're someone who's really struggling with your mental health and to the point that you're wanting to hurt yourself or you're really struggling in that manner, I highly recommend seeing that, that psych provider first. And then if that person refers you out to a physical health provider, they can. You know the suicide hotlines exist if you're not feeling well in that manner. But for the person who's just feeling unwell, maybe they're feeling really down or depressed or maybe they're feeling very anxious, and you don't really know why, there doesn't seem to be any other concepts that are going on, look at your physical health and then move forward. These biological experiences are the cause of so much dysfunction in the brain, yet many people never get it seen until it's too late. And they're so far down the hole that they don't really know where it started and where it, and where it began. And then they're on different medicines and they've spent all this money in treatment and they're doing all these things when all you would have to do is manage that thyroid or all you would have to do is get that heart condition under control or all you would have to do was get those labs done to see what's going on. 
So do it. Do it. This is why I love this concept. I think it's something that is really interesting for the overall mental health because it's something we may not think about every time when we start to talk about people's brains being sick. But I highly recommend to check it out. I highly recommend to look at it. If you're feeling unwell, look into yourself. Make that timeline. Do those things. If you're interested, check out those articles. I'll try to post those on Instagram. Um, if you follow us at Mental Mounts Podcast, uh, we try to post some content on there, and I'll try to get those out so people can read those. The, both of them are incredibly um, in-depth with some really good information on there and something you, you know, as a provider, as a clinician, you can put in your own life. And then also as someone who's just trying to help people or trying to understand their brain better, you can do as well. So this is the first one. We know there's four more. And we know it can sound like, oh my gosh, you know, like how can mental illness be so broad? But we know that the brain is such a diverse, complex organ that we know such so much yet so little about. And this is just one concept of why the brain can get sick, but in my opinion, is probably the easiest to fix.